0: What? The
1: diddler. Come to diddle. Welcome back to the Dynasty Alphas podcast. Oh yeah. Tiddle. Tiddle.
2: Tiddle. Oh diddle on Here comes the Diddler. oh That was so terrifying. Like I'm (laughs) scared of
0: the Diddler. Oh my god Help us. Here comes the Diddler. (laughs) Each episode's getting really just creepier
1: and creepier. Yeah. I yeah, I'm a little terrified. Uh, I'm a little I shook from that I don't intro. know what to say. <laughs> well, you're here with uh your host at or uh Tony Langer at Tony Langer on Twitter with uh my co-host the Diddler at Burbacanator on Twitter <laughs> and, see these cars <laughs> and my other co host Lennox at FF Alpha Tony on Twitter. Welcome in. <laughs> Welcome,
0: Welcome in. Pod night. We we know. put the diddler away just for <laughs> Just for a bit.
1: to lock him away like, for a long time.
0: <laughs> we should just, yeah. Maybe. I don't know if we'll let him out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he likes fantasy football. What can I say? <laughs> wow. <laughs> just <a> diddle around. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly, I don't know where to go from here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great today, Langer. Thanks <laughs> for asking. Um, how are you? <sighs> a Little shaken. Yeah, yeah, a little I I know. You in a good place, dude? Like. <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome. Though, like for those first-time listeners, this is a fantasy football podcast, mm-hmm. just it is. so it is. everyone's it is. aware. A minute and a half into the episode,
1: yeah, yeah, it's not about you know the diddler. The it's diddler. all about the diddler. Nope. that's uh, a character we'll talk about at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, we're back. Woo! What is this? Seven or eight weeks in a row? I don't know. It's one of those. So many, I lost count. Yeah, it's eight. It's eight. It's eight. I think. Nice. Yep. Two, weeks.
0: two months. Mm. That's two straight months. Yeah, I, I, it's like it's not even a doubt anymore. Like every Wednesday, no. we'll be here. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. pretty you can count proud. on us. I'm still
0: proud of us. Like, yeah. I'm really I am proud proud of very of us. proud. I pat myself on the back
1: every night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. about it this morning. I was like, "Damn, we're really doing this. Look at us. Just a couple of us. Look at us. <laughs> who
0: Who, who would have thought, huh? <laughs> not me.
1: <laughs> not me. <laughs> we got another jam-packed episode for uh, all you listeners tonight. We're bringing you Heat from the NFC East and AFC East. Oh, the mm. NFC
0: Beast. That's going to be a fun one.
1: Oh, yeah. Giving you some pre-free agency breakdowns. Uh, mm. But before we get into that, just got to talk about some news here. Um, and I'm sure all of you are aware, but the franchise tag window opened yesterday, and there has been absolutely no news as of yet. yeah. I kind of didn't know because nothing's happened. Yeah, yeah, maybe you didn't know because it's literally been absolutely pointless so far. Um, but on that note, just like last week, I'm sure there will be some huge breaking franchise tag news tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Just like there was uh, with the Carson Wentz trade that happened last mm-hmm. Thursday. Yeah,
0: That
1: always, was pretty fun. Always fun to, like, debate what's about to happen, you know, the night before it actually goes down. So. Yeah, we, we broke down the Colts last week and then... The next day, the Colts trade for Carson Wentz and totally throw off everything. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you can so, just toss that in the garbage for now. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Don't listen to that part of the episode and you have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get a lot more ammo uh, with Jalen Hurts. True. Uh, in this episode, so glass uh-huh. half full. Give yeah, both, give both give and take.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what are you guys' thoughts on that trade in general, Burbs? How about we start with you? What are your What are your thoughts on Wentz moving to Indy? Just from uh, Wendy or er, <laughs> Wentz and Indy. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate how funny you thought that
0: was. <laughs> uh Wendy Wentz. Um, who is this? So, Wendy. Who's uh, <laughs> hot juicy redhead? <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's restaurant. Dang it, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Juicy
2: redhead. Sounds like Carson Wentz. (laughs) Oh,
0: oh, that's awesome. I did not even think of that. Bringing it back. Oh, man. God, that's great. (laughs) Sounds like Carson Wentz. Um, Yeah, so he moved up one spot in my rankings. Um, I still have... That much. I really bumped him up. No, I do think it's better... For him, he—I I, I I kind of—you know, you've been hearing that he mentally couldn't get through. Like, he walked in—he was an MVP the season they won a Super Bowl. Walking into work every day, there is a statue of his backup, (laughs) like, there. And I don't know, it just—he wasn't the same quarterback that we saw after, after that injury, but then after the Nick Foles Super Bowl and everything and like that. But I do think it's good for him. He's getting paired up with Frank Reich again. Love the Colts offense, especially their old line, because he needs a lot of time uh, to not get panicked. But the weapons situation seems so similar to me, besides the running backs. Obviously, JT is way better. But in terms of receiving weapons, not much of a change right now. Yeah, they're going to have to address it. You they are got a pick, young fan, though. Right? A huge yeah. pick, But okay. I was a big Rager guy, too. Um, I got
1: a young, talented rookie, and then just a bunch of old farts. Just like yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess i mean, Paris Campbell, like Paris
0: but Campbell, but again, two years. Can bigger, he stay healthy? Like, yeah. So Pittman, yes, huge upgrade uh, from from what he had receiving-wise. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I thought it was the best possible landing spot for Wentz. I mean, like I said, Paris back up with Reich, who had some success with him in Philly. Um, the team's going to be financially committed to him now, so I, I see him starting. And He was actually fantasy relevant while he was starting for the Eagles last year. Like, if you watched his games, it was gross, and honestly, if, like, through three quarters it was gross but usually come garbage time he was getting you points so um i believe listen to fantasy footballers he was like a top 12 quarterback while he was still starting so mm-hmm. i expect similar things with him having a better offensive line i think the team could be more run heavy having jonathan taylor there but they have plenty of cap room to add a weapon we've heard things such as godwin being um at least an option for the colts with that mm-hmm. much cap space so um, they should have some draft picks. I know they just traded some to get Wentz, but I, I assume they're going to add some weapons. So I think it's a better situation than he was just in for the Eagles, and he was a uh, fringe QB1. So I think he's a top 15 guy next year with this new landing spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and where do you have him in your dynasty ranks now? I moved him wise. up
2: from my QB20 from <clears throat> not knowing what was going to happen in, in the Eagles up to my, I believe, QB16. So okay. he's, he's on that fringe QB15. Um, his long-term dynasty outlook could be a little scary if he doesn't pan out. Um, you could definitely see with that incentive, with that pick, going from a second to a first if he plays, I believe, is it 75% yeah. of snaps <coughs> he's playing bad. I could see the team benching him so that they don't have that pick move from a second to a first next year. Mm-hmm. So there's that risk built into him, so he's a little bit lower. But for a straight next year, I think he's a top 15
1: guy. So. Uh, yep, yep. And I, I, I have him as my QB 15 in dynasty as well. I, I think I moved him up from 20, just like you did, Lennox. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, yeah, I think that's all we really need to get into it for now. You mm-hmm. guys have probably heard a ton about the Wentz trade in the last week since uh, we last recorded. But um, mm-hmm. the only other piece of news that isn't really news that I want to bring up is uh, the Combine would be going on right now, boys. How sad is that? Come on, safest. It's canceled this year, but it would be going on right now. Like in right only. now? So like hand- it start, Last year it started February 23rd. We begin those hand size measurements. Dude, Dude. We're getting hand size. No, we begin 40s. We probably have it on the background right now, watching some 40s getting ran. Bro, I didn't know that. Actually, I did not realize uh-huh. that until you just
0: said it. That's actually really depressing. Just not a bummer. Yeah, you yeah. can find hand sizes of the Reese's Senior Bowl stuff. They did all the measurements. <laughs> they did. They did all the measurements. But yeah, no athletic. I mean, pro days are going to be so important this year.
1: They are so yeah. important. You're going to see some crazy numbers come out of pro days just yeah. because everything's hand timed. Yeah, and- I know. I mean, at least from a 40s perspective. Four to 40s, baby. Yeah, yeah. We're, it, Let's see if we get into to the four ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I can see that. If this if this becomes like in a like you know this is the fastest class we've ever had, it's because of pro days. Yeah. Don't get sucked <laughs> yeah, in. <no. laughs> Throw that
1: out the window. Especially because 40 times don't matter that much. So, yeah, uh, it's as much fun as they are, but. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's all we got for news, unless you guys have anything. But I don't think uh, either of you sent in anything, so we're no. Just gonna, we're just gonna move on here to yeah, the uh, kind of hungry, yeah. Anyway, so, do you want some meat and potatoes, birds Hung, Hungry, Jeff. Hungry, Jeff. Hungry, Jeff. Let's get into the <laughs> NFC East and AFC East breakdowns, Woo! and we're gonna start with the NFC East here. <clears throat> and the first team I'm gonna look at is the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Ooh. How about them boys? <sighs> How about them Cowboys? So just start at the top of this team here. I think you got to start with Dak Prescott, mm. who is our consensus quarterback five in Dynasty, um, which is pretty pretty high. It's pretty sweet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, on a per game basis, he was the QB one in twenty twenty, averaging twenty seven point seven points per game, which is pretty wild. And that's in like a four point per passing touchdown, six point per rushing touchdown league. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he was going off in the games that he was playing, and just I, I paced out his five yeah. games for a full season. Oh, yeah. Did you do the same thing? Oh, no. Oh, okay. You texted it. You texted it. <laughs> so he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would have ended with 710 attempts, which would have been the second most in NFL history, behind Matthew Stafford from 2012, for 5,939 <laughs> yards, which was easily the record.
2: Yeah. Peyton's fifty four hundred and twenty thirteen in yeah. is, is the record. Yeah, so he would have beaten that by like 500
1: yards. Yeah. Shattered. 29 passing touchdowns, which, like, that's not even that much. Like, that's probably realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he would have added on another 300 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns, which is pretty sweet. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have been a monster.
0: And five games is not a small sample size. No, that's, that's a good chunk to project. A, a, that's like a third of the I game. mean, you're probably, yeah, he probably has some bad games thrown in there because he started off so hot. Yeah. But five games is a good chunk to evaluate. Uh, Especially when you have more seasons in the past too. Absolutely. Yeah. The crazy thing is too is weapons could be better this year. Like Ceedee Lamb is another
2: year in the league. Blake Jarwin is healthy now, so like his weapons could be better than last year.
0: Yeah.
1: And their defense, I don't think is going to be all that much better. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be chucking it. Mm -hmm. I think we really got to think when we're looking at Dak. What what does his future hold? Do you think? Do you guys think he will be in Dallas in 2021 and beyond, or do you think it's more of a franchise tag situation? like Kirk Cousins was doing back in the day before Vikings signed him, where he was franchised back-to-back yeah. years and then moved on the next year.
2: I mean, 2021, he's for sure there because he'll be franchise-tagged at minimum. So, like, you can expect a great year out of Dak, but it seems like Kim and the Cowboys can't come to that deal. They cannot meet at a number... So if Dak gets franchise tagged, I'm expecting him to be gone next year just because he wants that long-term security, long-term deal. Like I think he's going to be fine after that injury, but any player who misses that amount of time knows that if you don't have a multi-year deal set up for your future, like you're not going to get that money. So I think he'd be gone if he gets franchise tagged. We're coming up real close to when that's about to come out. Deadline
1: is March 9th for everyone listening. That's
2: scary times if you do own Dak, but 2021 at minimum is going to be
0: sweet. Yep. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. That news came out today kind of or was it yesterday or today that they're like not close on a long-term <laughs> extension and it's just they haven't for
1: 2 years. What are you doing,
0: <sighs> Cowboys? What are you doing? What is, wrong with, doing? What is like, wrong with your head? If you franchise tag him, you're seeing what you can get from Watson like even you know what I like at least I know do a long term deal, and if it's really not what you want to do, there are teams out there that want Dak. Oh, they so, love Dak. <laughs> but franchise taking him and then having to just let him go—that seems like the dumbest thing to do. But Pay him whatever he wants. Yeah, it's that simple. No, I, Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of on that uh, boat of the top these top six QBs, seven QBs, along with Herbert. Probably like you throw in who you want. You, they're, they're team changing. You pay them whatever you want.
1: Yeah.
0: Honestly. yeah. They're, least, and they're going to have to meet the market value. You're going to have to meet the market. Yeah. Well, every year, the newest versus yeah.
2: quarterback breaks that record. Exactly. So whatever you
1: pay Dak in three years is going to be a steal. So yep. it's, yeah, yeah. it's dumb what the Cowboys are doing. I, I don't get it. He, he deserves just, it. Just looking at the rest of this team here, looking at that running back stable, you got <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott, who is our consensus RB8, which it is down, obviously, from where he was ranked last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I am of the I am of the opinion that he is getting dumped on way too much <laughs> on Preach. Twitter, in podcasts, from anywhere you're seeing the name Ezekiel Elliott, he's usually just getting shit on, which I think is completely out of line. Um he was the RB eleven overall, which I mean for him that's bad, and RB seventeen on points per game, which is even worse. But he still had thirteen hundred and seventeen total yards and eight total touchdowns. Even though he lost Dak in week five, and his O-line was much worse than it's been throughout his whole career. Um, He also has had 52-plus catches in each of the last three seasons, which is awesome because you know you're getting at least that solid floor from receiving. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't turn 26 until July, and Dak will be back this upcoming year. One way or another, he will be back with the Cowboys and I would 100% be buying based off of all this negativity surrounding him. And I would buy him now. Because once it gets close to the season, his price will go up.
0: Yeah, so. it's really
1: low right now.
0: Yeah, really, um, yeah. And you to be honest, know? like I, he didn't finish the
2: season great. So I'm going to guess any team that thought they were competing with Zeke maybe kind of fell short. So you might be looking at a team that... Just didn't make their championship game, lost their championship game, and is looking to move him. Like They're looking to get younger. They're looking to get draft capital. So I agree. He's a screaming bye because I think he's going to be a top 10 back. The scoring opportunities are going to be bonkers in this offense next year. So yeah. And he was going off with Dak. Like, he was incredible with Dak, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you need to base his next year projection on. Like, he what was he a top
0: 10 back this year with like a very, very shitty year, compared, uh, mm-hmm. according to Twitter. Talking about value, I sent this to you guys earlier, but Mm -hmm. I saw this uh, trade on Twitter, and it it, it baffled me. It was Zeke and a 2021 uh, the two nine for Lenny and um, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, sorry, this
1: this will be regular season Lenny. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) regular season Lenny. Do not
0: expect playoff production. But Zeke and a second, late second for Leonard Fournette. Two thirds and a fourth.
1: And, it, and it the one ten.
0: And the one ten. And oh and the one ten. You're right. Still. Sorry. But still, still it made
1: a big difference. Absolutely. It
0: does. <laughs> it does. But really still not it's still like it makes a huge difference in what I said. But <laughs> I mean, Ezekiel Elliott in a second for Leonard Fournette in a first. Are you joking? Yeah. Lee okay, and just to like shed some truth on this, uh Zeke played 15 games this last year, had 244 carries. The only other year he had less carries, which was 242, so just two less carries, he only played 10 games. So he, if you look at his game log at the beginning of the year after Dak went out, 14, 12, 19, which is good, 12, 12. He's having games of like no carries, 10, 12, 14. He's got some 19 and 18, but he played a full season but was given almost his lowest amount of carries in any year. Uh, the volume will be back with Dak. He'll play inspired football. I think that whole team just kind of lost motivation yeah. after that Dak injury. I don't blame him. But, no, <laughs> do, this Zeke uh, drop in value is is just, I don't know, it's ludicrous. It's asinine. It's ludicrous.
1: It's Usher. It's, I don't even know. <laughs> it's Nelly. And I think it's important to note that, the one game he missed this year was the first time he's missed a game due to injury in his entire career. The, the six games that you mentioned before oh, yeah, were due to suspension. suspension right? Yeah. So he's only missed. One, so he's Good just point. Been a healthy, just juggernaut throughout his whole career. Yeah. It was the first time he's been outside of the
2: top ten finish for running backs in a single year, and he missed a game and probably would have been top ten if he would have played that last game. Oh yeah. So, sure.
0: yeah. Was he out of top ten in half PPR? He was number eleven. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah.
1: mean, barely. Oh um, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. I
0: was looking at PPR. Yep. yep.
1: But okay. Yep. And then obviously the other back in that backfield is Tony Pollard, who is he's kind of just a Twitter darling. Um he's pretty efficient and I think he's he has limited standalone value, but I think he's one of the best handcuffs in football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have Zeke, you gotta do what you can to get Pollard.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, you saw it in like the one game that Zeke missed. That's the game where Pollard had like twenty total touches, hundred and thirty total yards, and two touchdowns. Like he mm-hmm. went off. So yeah. mm-hmm. if Zeke were to go down, Pollard's great. Uh, we just
1: went over Zeke doesn't go down very often though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nope. And then looking at this receiving core, it's obviously, I mean, it's nasty. You got Ceedee Lamb, who's our consensus wide receiver ten, Amari Cooper, who's our wide receiver seventeen in consensus, and then Gallup, who we actually don't have him in the top thirty nine or forty, I think. But he's also an extremely yeah. talented wide receiver. He's just in a yeah, he
2: finished as wide receiver thirty nine this past year, so yeah, we, well, we have him right right about there, ranked appropriately <laughs> then.
1: But yeah, just looking at Lamb, I mean, this dude's a monster. Burbs, you want to touch on CD or Lennox? Either one, of you want to dive into? Well, I'm gonna
2: be quick. Like yeah, future star, and I don't think anyone that owns him will trade him away. So good luck. If you don't have <laughs>
0: uh, being a CD Lamb owner, I can tell you that's true. Uh, <laughs> I would never give him up. Um, but he is—he's a certified alpha. He's an alpha. He's going to be the alpha on that team. Sorry, Amari Cooper, you're you're good, but um, CD's going to be great for a while. Um, does Dak's situation? Were you at all about CD, or is he good enough where he's just going to be? He's going to be a top ten receiver in his career because of his talent alone.
2: I would see it sort of like uh, those Hopkins years in, on the Texans if Dak were to go. Where Hopkins kind of flip flop between uh, he was a top ten guy some years, top twenty others, and he was mm-hmm. dealing with some terrible Osweiler quarterbacks. Um, but the talent was going for him to be worthy of a top twenty finish pretty much every year. That's where I see CD. If he has the great quarterback like Dak, he's going to be a top ten guy, top five mm-hmm. guy. If he doesn't, I still see him as a top twenty guy.
1: Yep, just cause mm-hmm. he's that
2: good.
0: Yeah.
1: I just think I just think Dak is so good that yeah, it'll like if he leaves it will be a negative effect on his it, entire yeah. offense. I mean, as you saw this year, so yeah. I mean, no matter who they go to at QB, unless it's like obviously one of the top five guys. But yeah. Um, yep, I agree. And then just uh quickly just touched on Amari to Cooper here. We have him at wide receiver seventeen, like I mentioned. Um he finished with ninety two catches, eleven hundred and fourteen yards, and only five touchdowns. Um this is a dude who is always disrespected, regard like it, it like doesn't matter what he does he will just be disrespected year in year out i think he's a rock solid high-end wide receiver too at worst um and he's yeah. another guy that i'd be looking to buy too oh mm-hmm. absolutely
2: i mean so the games with dak he had four full games with dak he was i believe leading the nfl in targets he had 51 targets through four games like he mm-hmm. was double the targets of guys on his own team cd lamb and Gallup with dak um and he was a wide receiver one at that point. So McCarthy offenses have shown to produce multiple wide receiver ones in the past with guys like Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, uh, was it James Jones? Like random got like Jones. so McCarthy offenses have shown that they can produce two. So I'm not I'm not worried about Amari Cooper at all. Like he honestly might be cheaper than Ceedee Lamb and could be in quotes the better value because of that. But mm-hmm. he's gonna you're gonna love him some weeks, hate him others. But I think in this offense he'll get enough volume to always sort of be relevant.
1: Yeah. Absolutely yep, for sure. And then just touching on Michael Gallup here, like we said, he's a talented wide receiver, but he's just stuck behind C.D. and okay. Cooper. And yeah. I just, I just don't really see how he'll be super relevant for your fantasy team going forward. I mean, you can always flex him and just hope that he has one of his blow up weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
2: he was consistently playing eighty five or more percent of snaps, so he was on the field. He's just buried. I mean, he's the at best maybe fourth option on that team. So, mm-hmm. but he's going into a contract year, so. He could be sort of one of those guys that either is trying to play for that contract, so he's going to go harder this year, or he changes teams and all of a sudden he's no longer buried on the depth chart. So mm-hmm. someone to look forward to in the future, but you can't really trust him
0: yeah. at yeah. this point yeah, as the wide no. receiver
2: three in that offense.
0: No, I wouldn't be. I mean, I was looking at, um, I think I was looking at just Dalton Schultz stats for the tight, uh, their, their tight end. and. Pretty similar to what Gallup was getting, and so I mean, at best on the Cowboys, Gallup is competing for the fourth option, fourth Mm -hmm. fourth option for Dak up behind Zeke, Amari, and and Lamb. And when Jarwin comes back, like he's yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm not even. We don't have enough time for us to brag about Jarwin, especially (laughs) us having him in our joint league. But but I do I do agree. I think Gallup is a. I really do think he's a talented receiver, and I hope. He goes to a different team because yep. I think he could be a solid wide receiver too uh, for fantasy if he yeah. if he gets the opportunity. Yep. He had 105 targets this last year. He just he only had 59 catches. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So he, he just he's didn't been do known a to have
1: a drops problem. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he's been, he did, mm-hmm. so. yep. he's been up there. He So he's been up there. And then just jump in here quickly to the tight end position. You got Blake Jarwin, who was our tight end nineteen in consensus, and then Dalton Schultz, who was our starter all year. Um, but we don't we don't have a ranked in the top twenty four. Um, Jarwin is signed to that team. He signed a four year twenty two million dollar contract last off season, and then obviously tore his ACL in week one, which was sad. But yeah. um, that Heart- led way heartbreaking. To, yeah, that <laughs> gave way to Dalton Schultz, who ended up as the tight end fourteen overall, and he had a respectable sixty three catches, six hundred fifteen yards, and four touchdowns. Um, I would expect Jarwin to jump back into his starting role and be a fantasy contributor moving forward. Like 100%. Um, <clears throat> and he's
0: young, too. He's still only 26. Yep. Um, and he was supposed to produce this last year, so.
1: Yep, yep. Let's, uh, let's move on to the Giants here. Uh, starting at the top, Daniel Jones. We have him as our consensus QB 16. Um, he was QB 24 overall. In the 14 games that he played, he was QB 32 in points per game, so it was even worse. Mm-hmm. He only had 11 passing touchdowns, and he had 10 picks. Um, but he did add a sneaky athletic 423 rushing yards. Oh, could have been like extra 20 more if he get <laughs> yep. ran in the and end zone a
2: touchdown. and not fallen over.
1: <laughs> God. Yep. This is a guy who had a horrific year, and I would absolutely not be buying, but I also wouldn't sell now. Uh, I would just hold him. I think it's just a, the definition of a hold.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone in a one QB league uh, would be starting Daniel Jones. Um, I think he can get away with him as your QB two in like a super flex, but since his, I mean, this year too, he had less yards and touchdowns than his rookie year. Um, The the nice thing is I think you do probably get two more starting years out of them. I think they will run him through his rookie deal, kind of like Trubisky, kind of like Mariota, some of these guys, but... I mean, if, if this third year he's, again, QB 24, 25 or something like that, like, it's over. Um, mm-hmm. So you've you got to hope that they get him some weapons because I don't trust Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram or Conte or Slayton. Mm-hmm. So you got to hope he gets some better weapons, but he's he's almost on, on the way out, I'd mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, similar stats this last year to his rookie year. Only one more game, except, yeah, he threw – uh, 13 less touchdowns. And I uh, like yeah. eleven and ten, I just I every time I see that, it's just shocking. It is a shocking number. Um eleven passing touchdowns in 14 games. That is
1: that's horrible. Terrible.
0: Yeah. It's even worse than Teddy. And and but I do agree he he's a the definition of a hold because he has the upside that you want and like But no one really likes him right now. You hold on to him. You hope that they surround him with good weapons. And that helps him play better. Didn't work that well with Drew Locke. But like, a, like, a, like I thought it would. Uh, maybe it'll work with Daniel Jones. I don't know. I don't, don't know worry. if Daniel Jones can rap. So. I'm
1: sure I'll have some fun Lock stats next week when we get into the West. Oh, that's gonna I am going to be a terrible episode. Round. How high would we have Daniel Jones if he was rapping Jeezy on the sidelines? Dude, like, top 10. Probably. He'd be Burbs QB1. Be... Yeah. Let's oh, be real. <laughs> I'll rap I'll rap, I'll rap. Uh, moving on to the running back position here. We actually talked quite a bit about Saquon Barkley back on the running back ranking disputes episode. So go back and listen to that <clears throat> to hear a lot more detail on him. Um, overall, we have him as our RB4. Uh, I've got him at 2, Lennox at 6, and Burbs at 4. So we're kind of we're all relatively high on him. Um, obviously, I'm the highest, and that's just how it's going to be. So <laughs> yeah. I love Saquon. Um Looking at the wide receiver position, I have absolutely no interest in anyone in this receiving core. No. Uh, no. Does anyone have a different opinion on that? Of you guys are sleeping. Well, okay, so the the first
2: guy I'm just going to bring up, I, I don't want him because his best career finish is wide receiver 29, and that's Sterling Shepard. Um, surprisingly, he's under contract for three more full years on the Giants. Like <laughs> I don't know what they did to sign him Thanks. past age 30. He's currently age 28, and he's on contract for three more years, so... At least he has that going for him, but... He's sneaky old.
1: I did not realize yeah. he was 28.
0: Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, that was my first... I was like 28. <laughs> sneaky <laughs> old. He's older than Devontae Adams and Deah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, so, like, what a
2: mediocre career he's had. I feel like in my mind, I've thought of him as sort of like this wide receiver three over his career, but like he's one time been a top 30 receiver. So like he hasn't even produced like at that level. He sucks. I don't trust Danny Dimes to be getting him down the field. So, like, I, I'm out on Sterling Shepard, um, even though I think he's maybe, like, the safest option to at least be around on their team. But I'll let you get in on Slate and Burbs because I know you want to yes. talk about
0: Darius. <laughs> Darius is another guy who is constantly ripped on uh, and undervalued. Wide receiver 72 in points per game. Uh, played all 16 games. Yep, I I got it. So he was number one, tied number one in route participation. Every time they ran a pass paid, Darius Slayton was out there. So <laughs> the, he just did nothing with it. it he was I, right all I'm saying is, all best. I'm saying is, and he was twentieth <laughs> in, in routes run. The availability or the opportunity and volume is there. He was fourteenth in air yards and eleventh in unrealized air yards. He. 67% of his targets were deemed catchable. Get him the freaking ball, and he can do... He ran a 4-3. He is a deep threat. Get him the ball. Get someone who can throw it to him. I, I hate that Like I don't trust his weapons. No, Danny, Danny Dimes is as much to blame for this because the opportunity's there.
2: Yeah. Just get know, Darius Lee the ball the, in the hands. It's chicken or the egg thing because you're saying hold Danny Dimes because he'll get better weapons, but now you're saying...
0: No, I I'm saying maybe that'll Stay with maybe Slayton, that'll help. I think they
2: might get rid of Jones. Like the I best didn't, thing for Slayton would be getting rid of Danny Dimes.
0: I'm not I said hold Daniel Jones to see if it improves with more better like yeah. with more weapons, better weapons. And, but you're also in on Slayton. But I'm not saying that Slayton is a terrible receiver.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah. You,
0: you know that. what I'm saying? But however, I did see this, and this is really bad. He only has a twenty four percent contested catch rate. That is <laughs> Awful. He has so to when he has, dude, to, yeah. he has to get separation in order to get the ball, which is tough. He does run it. So I'm not saying that Darius Slayton is like this amazing receiver, but he definitely holds value. He holds the most value in all the pass catchers in, in New York, in my opinion, over Sterling, over Evan
1: Ingram. Over Evan Ingram. Over that's, Ingram. that's the question. You have Mr. Mr. seven. What are you talking about? I <laughs> lowered that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, just, lowered, well, that. I, I did, lowered that.
2: I did want to bring up a fun stat about yes. Evan yeah, yeah, So go for
0: Evan Ingram. I just wanted to yeah. say my piece since yes,
2: <laughs> So this is my Giants fun stat. Uh, so we are talking about, by the way, pro bowler Evan Ingram. We are talking about <laughs> NFC tight end pro bowler Evan Ingram. Gross. Uh, who, by the way, led all tight ends in drops, which was a whopping 10% of his targets. He dropped 11 balls on 110 <laughs> that targets. Sounds like a pro bowler to me. That sounds like a pro bowler to me. <laughs> and also Giants QBs through Six interceptions while targeting him this year So again, helping his team out to the Pro Bowl So I, t- it's just hilarious That Evan Ingram has been So, so bad Because mm-hmm. um, his rookie year was so promising Like one of the best we've ever seen of the mm-hmm. End.
1: Yeah that is that is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he had yeah. a horrible year, horrible yeah. year, horrible yeah. year. And we we, we actually year. talked about him a lot on our tight end rankings disputes episode. Burbeck was extremely high on him, and I was extremely low on him. Apparently, he's kind of changed yeah. his tune. He's I mean, I, oh definitely. You know, he's I'm always diddling there. a new tune. Uh huh. <laughs> always changing. But, always updating. Um, yeah. So let's move on to the Eagles here. Obviously, we got to talk about Jalen Hurts. We talked about the Wentz side before. Now let's get into the Hurts side here, with him being the undisputed mm-hmm. starting quarterback for now of the Eagles. Um, what do you guys think? What are you guys' thoughts on him? His value has obviously skyrocketed since the off season kicked off and this news ha- uh, came out. And I mean, I've even adjusted him up to my QB thirteen overall, so that's ahead of guys like Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, uh, and behind guys like Tua and uh, Ryan Tannehill. But yeah, what do you what are you guys' thoughts on? Jalen Hurts.
0: So I love Jalen Hurts. I think I have him. Let me see. I haven't moved it around, but I think he's my QB probably, yeah, 12, 13. Um, Probably somewhere in that area I'd have to look. But, you know, he definitely gives me some vibes of Lamar where don't expect him to be the most prolific passer out there um but he what we know about great leader great locker room guy knows how to command an offense um and that rushing ability for fantasy is just he doesn't have to be the best passer um to be good in fantasy so i'm not saying he's the best qb in the league but for fantasy wise he easily could be a top eight qb next year with yeah. that rushing ability. Like mm-hmm. not no question. Yeah. So that's what those are my thoughts on him.
2: Yeah. No, the rushing ability is a cheat code for quarterbacks. Yeah. So the upside of Jalen Hurts is crazy, but there is some big, big, big risk, if you ask me, for his long term status as the Eagles starter. So right right like right away they have a top six pick or they pick six. They, yep. So sucks, yep. that's at least an option.
0: And they said they want to bring someone in. To they they compete. do want to
2: bring someone in, give them some competition, but they even Benched him in that last game. Like I don't know what that was about, but he was playing so bad, and he even got benched when Wentz wasn't even like an option. So I know it's a new coach. um They might roll with him as as the starter. The upside is there, but there's big time risk that they either take someone else who's just going to be better than him, or he doesn't pan out in a year, and, and the Eagles are looking for something else soon. But. As long as he is the starter and as long as those legs are running, he's going to be putting up top ten fantasy numbers just because that's what happens with rushing
1: quarterbacks. So yeah, mm-hmm. the upside is crazy. Yep. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And then looking at his uh, running back that he'll be working with, uh, Miles Sanders. Oh, baby. I think he had a pretty disappointing 2020 after the rookie year he had and the hype he got last off season. He finished as RB19 in points per game, and he missed a few games. Um, yeah, he
2: got hurt, guys, if you hadn't yeah, yeah, shocking,
1: yeah. shocking. Miles Sanders got hurt. Um, but, I mean, the whole team was obviously a dumpster fire, as yeah. we all know. Like, yeah. the whole team. The, he lost almost every divisions. offensive line. But that's
0: my biggest argument yeah. for Miles Sanders is, yeah, well, you got did you see me. how the Eagles played?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Twelve games. Yeah. Twelve games, and did you see how the Eagles played? Yeah. Only two arguments you need.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think he'll obviously be, like, the undisputed RB1 on the team going into this upcoming year. Um We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't think his hype is going to get to what it was last offseason anymore. No. No. It was it was
2: ridiculous offseason. I think it's dropped down to where, like, even I think he's either appropriately priced or even at a slight value. But before last season, um, we did have a startup, and I looked at the board. Uh, Miles Sanders was drafted above other running backs like Dalvin, Nick Chubb, King Henry, and Aaron Jones. Ooh. He did not live up to those expectations that the hype train had led him to. So mm-hmm. he definitely had a disappointing year. Um, blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. But now he dropped, so we had another startup this offseason. So this is after um, the 2020 season that he that he had that disappointing. And he went as the running back 17 off the board. And he is a talented running back, but that's right about where I think he should be. The past two years, his rookie year, he finished as RB21 in points per game. Points per game doesn't take into injuries. It only takes into account games you played, by the way. And in 2020, he was running back 19 in points per game. So, yes, he missed games, but past two years he's been like that lowest RB2 kind of in his points per game. So I think he's better than that. I've seen his talent. If the offense as a whole is better in Philadelphia and they're not this trash team, I think he should be better. But RB17 is where I think he should be instead of uh, close to that RB1 fringe level that he
1: was going at the end of last year, or before last year. So yep. mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think he's a value at RB17. So. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're getting that kind of price for him, I'd be buying mm-hmm. um, I don't think the injury
0: thing is as prominent in 2019. I mean, he played 16 games. um, And he came out of, uh, I think, one or two games at the end. But he played a full 16 games last year, but the first nine weeks never broke 50% snap percentage uh, uh, outside of one week. (laughs) Jordan Howard was still there. So I think you look at 2019 and what he did with the amount of touches – But then you go to 2020, and this is just – it stands out to me. He had 22 less catches and 310 less yards and no touchdowns in the air. The receiving work disappeared from Miles Sanders' book. And, again, I blame that on Wentz, the Eagles, the O-line. I am still a huge believer in Miles Sanders if the Eagles – can figure their shit out. He did. He played really well when Hurts was in at QB. Um, I think that just kind of opens up opportunity for Miles Sanders. Um, but, you know, I, I said this on the running back episode, so I'm not going to repeat everything. Just his receiving work, if they can just get it back to what it was his rookie year, he's top 15 again. <laughs>
1: Yep, and then let's look at that receiving room here. The only guy we're going to talk about today is Jalen Rager. Oh, we're skipping Jaws. We're skipping Fulgham because we got to speed it up here. Dude, my Eagles fun stat is on Rager. Can I say? It yeah, quick? Go, for it's it. It. It's go for it. Super go for fun fun. So,
2: uh, <laughs> it's super fun. So, it's a super fun, especially for a Vikings fan. So Jalen Rager was picked one pick before Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. who Justin Jefferson had Jefferson had a one thousand more receiving yards <laughs> than Jalen Rager did. 1,400 versus 396. So, Ooh. one pick, 1,000 yards
0: less. Ooh, that <laughs> is that's amazing. God, I love you, Justin disgusting. Jefferson. It kind of seems like if the Eagles draft a receiver, yeah. don't, don't go touch for him. him. Don't touch don't they no him. They have no idea how to evaluate
1: that position. No. no. it's It's bad. Burbs, you want to do any defending on Rager before we move on to Uh, Dallas Goddard? Not
0: much to use to defend him, to be honest. He didn't really help
1: uh, us Rager's stance. There's
0: nothing. I really, I mean, the only thing that I could find that, like, okay, maybe this gives Jalen Rager some hope, is uh, he had 54 targets with 31 catches. But um, according to player profile, only 37 of those... um, targets were catchable so he caught 31 of 37 with only one drop and the highest statistical ranking that he was a part of which was only 36th in the league was unrealized air yards with 500 i mean he is a deep threat guy so he's a i thought he'd be more of a well-rounded receiver he kind of seems like he's going to be the deep threat and he needs a qb that's gonna like a will fuller that's gonna get him the ball deep um i still have hope for him with you know 37 catchable targets but fifty-four on the year total. Give him some volume. I wanna see I still want to see what he can do. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not giving up on him, but it doesn't look good. Yep. I'll say that. Especially with Hertz's
1: passing ability questions. Yeah. Yep. And then at the tight end position, the only guy we talked about Hurts on the tight end rankings episode, so we're not gonna talk about him. Uh, Dallas Goddard, obviously he's he's our tight end seven, so we all like Goddard. I don't think there's much to say about him. No. Obviously his ceiling opens up with Earth's leading yeah. him, probably and top five upside for tight ends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then we'll see what he can do when this uh, when the team's all his. Uh moving on to Washington. There is no quarterback to talk about, so we're gonna skip that position entirely. Yep. Looking at Antonio Gibson, we actually talked about him a little bit on the running back ranks disputes episode, so I don't think we need to say much about him. Um, if he gets the passing work, obviously his ceiling is non-existent, so he could be awesome. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he was awesome this year. That's
0: honestly my note is that Gibson needs the receiving work to yeah. be in that top tier. Well,
1: and the potential's there. So
2: McKissick was second in the NFL in running back receptions. It was Kamara, number one, and McKissick, number two. And Rivera's shown his entire coaching career – he utilizes running backs like McCaffrey in that passing game. So if that moves towards McKissick going forward, because, or I mean, sorry, Gibson, because uh, I don't see McK- McKissick's older, like, I don't see him being around for very long. If, if that passing game moves to Gibson, holy crap. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that would be fun. Do you, what, what do you guys think
0: about, um, are you worried about the volume? That he, like, Rivera's offense, but, you know, without knowing the QB, what direction is this team going in? Is is he gonna? If he doesn't get that receiving work because of McKissick, how many? He only had 170 rushes. That's probably going up. Obviously. I think the makeup of their team is defense and running the ball, so I think yeah. he'll be
2: fine. Okay. Their defense will be so good that it'll be close games that they probably don't need to chuck it in. So, mm-hmm. and he was like uh, 11 or 1,000 yeah, total yeah. yards and 11 touchdown yeah. guy. So, yeah. like the goal line works there. He's gonna get all the rushing yards. It's yeah. adding the receiving work. But yeah, I think it's
1: just all up from here. Uh-huh, I'm yeah, not concerned about I will.
0: I just want to point out because I I checked this. Um, he had more carries and less yards than Miles Sanders in 2020. Just gonna point that out. Okay. But, <laughs> just saying, Miles Sanders was more efficient than Antonio Gibson, but Miles Sanders getting shat on. So righty.
1: Gibson was RB1, so. <laughs> the RB one. The only guy in the receiving game we need to talk about, at least from the receiver position, is Terry McLaurin. Um, I think Burbs and Lennox, you guys are both higher on him than I am. We have him as our wide receiver twelve consensus. Um, who wants to go in on him? Because I, I don't have anything. I just assumed you guys had stuff. So, so. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> McLaurin, McLaurin's amazing. <laughs> he's he's incredible. Um, I was saying before the pod, I expected his stat lines to blow me away more mm-hmm. than they actually did. Um, but I think it's just you know what he. Um, I think he's been top eight in yards after catch, his rookie, like, he, he was sixth this last year. Um, and his his av- one thing I wanted to point out, because it looked like he had a little worse of a year this year, but his average depth of target went from 14 to 9.5. That's so Alex Smith for you. That's Alex Smith, yep. like, uh, that's exactly. And so if you were down a little bit on McLaurin this year because you had such high hopes because of the rookie year, just wait until Ron Rivera can build the team he wants to. McLaurin's talent screams top ten.
1: That's all, yeah. All right. And then looking at the tight end position, you got Logan Thomas. He's our tight end ten, consensus-wise. He finishes the tight end six overall, tight end nine points per game That's in his cool. breakout season. Logan Thomas. I know. This is his first season as a starter after transferring, after transitioning from a quarterback in his first few years in the league. So... I mean, yeah, he's old, he has a late breakout, but I mean, this is his first chance to start and he killed it. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would just
2: keep an eye on if the football team adds weapons, because if they don't or they're not high upside weapons, like, he's going to get a ton of work. He had 110 targets, yeah. like, he was very involved in that offense, and I don't know
1: why you would not use a guy that's, what, like, six 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 eight or something like that. He's, he's huge. He's yeah. massive. Yeah, so, he's yeah. Yeah. Yep, so I think he'll be probably, like like you said, if they don't add people, even if they do, maybe yeah. like his targets will come down, but if they have a better quarterback, he'll be more efficient. Uh-huh. So he'll probably end up just volume-wise at least being a top 10 tight end. Maybe yeah. Like top 12, so.
0: Langer, quick, when you said, uh, okay, no quarterbacks to talk about, obviously yeah. I agree with you. Is Alex Smith planning on coming back? And that is a legit question. I think he wants to play. I don't, know, I don't
1: know what his contract status is. I don't know anything about that.
0: So, I mean, so, Washington has a good salary cap position right now. They're only using 80% of it. But Alex Smith is their highest paid player um, by almost $10 million mm. a cap hit. Um, and not a very big dead cap. Uh, it's only $10 million compared to the twenty four million they'd have to pay him. So, but... You know, there was that quote from Alex Smith. I threw a wrench into the plans of the team. They expanded on it. He went. Is that good a, or bad?
2: It was basically the football team didn't want him. They thought he was done. He broke his leg. That's he was what never I coming thought. Back and that they wouldn't have to pay him. But now he's back. He's relevant. So he threw a wrench in Washington's football plans of getting rid of him. Yeah, that's what his quote was.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like, in I don't your, know. In your opinions, because I have no idea. What do we is? It, what do we think? What have you heard that they're gonna do?
1: Hey, no no way
0: they can bring back the team Smith that I have Hoped legit out. no idea. No. No. I mean, they're they signed not. Heineke. They've already made a move. I, guess. I, yeah. <laughs> I know, but they—they're a playoff team. This is the time that you go get the QB yeah. to take you. You have a young. The, you're not paying many players if you're the Washington Football Team right now. McLaurin, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you know, you're paying Landon Collins on the defense, but besides that, you have a lot of young talent. Go get that prime QB to carry you.
1: Yep. but I I just
0: I have ne- I haven't heard anything so I don't
1: know. Yep, and then let's we got to rip through the AFC East here. We have hardly any time. We're not into that. the That's AFC yet, that so seems- I've tried to speed us up. So oh, we man. we get to skip or we don't get to skip. We'll try to get to the Patriots and Jets, but if we don't, I mean, no one's going to care. So no. Nope. Uh, just touching on the Bills here quickly. We actually covered off on a lot of their stuff uh, oh. when we recapped the Packers yeah, and I don't Bills. do not have a lot on the Bills either. Um, after they lost in the playoffs, um, so Josh Allen's our QB two. He had obviously a career year. He was in the MVP conversation. He'll always give you that rushing upside. He has eight yep. plus rushing touchdowns in each of his three seasons. Four hundred plus rushing yards, all three. Two. Yep. Woo. So he he's gonna be a beast. I think he's only like twenty four years old. Yeah. And he'll sign a massive deal this offseason. He's season. only twenty
0: four. Yeah.
1: But he is honestly an anomaly. Like, PFF
2: had him ranked as the worst quarterback based on their uh, passing grades for his first two years in the NFL, and his accuracy was terrible. Like, through Wyoming in his first two NFL years, his average was 56%, and this year bumped up to 68 So, like, he somehow improved that where no one says you can do that. Like, that's an absolute anomaly. So, yeah. I would say don't expect it for other guys like a Daniel Jones or a Drew Locke or something like that. Like, this guy is an anomaly. T- they they usually don't improve that much. To me I think the biggest difference was digs. Like honestly like yeah. adding digs like that added so much to his ability. So mm-hmm. maybe if a team had something like that type of receiver but I, it was a crazy improvement on Josh Allen this year. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then looking at that running back room, we actually talked a decent amount about it. That's gross. It's and gross. they could add someone. Who really knows? They've spent a lot of draft capital on it the last two years, so who knows what happens. Dude, even if one of them was just, gone, I don't
2: even know if the other would be like an RB2. Yeah. Like if Singletary Moss <laughs> were alone, I don't even know if they'd be an RB2. I like, have
0: no idea. They just don't run the ball. They don't want to. Well, they don't want to, and they don't do it well. Uh, yeah. um, I just, my only note on the Bills for this whole backfield is full of void. Because, yeah. like, you know, yeah. Diggs and Josh Allen speak for themselves. We talked about Beasley and John Brown's caps each like yeah, the only thing yeah. is like just don't go after either of them because you're just gonna get disappointed. Yep. You'll you will inevitably be disappointed mm-hmm. with them. So yep. that's fair. Yeah.
1: Um, and then that wide receiving core, obviously Diggs was amazing this year, he had a career year, hundred and sixty six targets, which is asinine. He I could, could see him leading uh, in the phone targets next year too though. He yeah. could. Yep. Oh, he oh could. targets and yards again. He definitely could. Um, he just turned 27, and I, I see him wanting a new contract because he's the 16th highest-paid receiver right now, from an annual hmm. average basis. So That's a I fair 100% ask. 100, <laughs> yeah. percent Seeing him demanding a new contract this off-season, or well, and kind of knowing off-season. who he is too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like
0: not no knock, but like he's he's a guy that he knows his, his he walks around like a shit doesn't stink, <laughs> and he wants to be uh, he yeah. wants to be paid for it. So yep. the
1: Bills will have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the receiving court, we're not even, we don't have time to get into Gabe Davis. I'm sorry. We're not going okay. to get into Gabe it's Davis. It's okay. It's okay. To be honest,
0: I thought we were one team ahead. So that's why I asked that Alex Smith question. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, we haven't even touched on the AC. <laughs> so yeah, let's cruise. They'll <laughs> save $8 million if they
2: cut John Brown, though. So Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I think John Brown's gone. He's, I really do. He's gone. And move that on. means Gabe Davis is like top 10. Woo! <laughs>
1: well, moving on to the Dolphins here. To the moon. At the QB position, you got Tua and you got Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick's a free agent though, so we'll see where he goes. There's not much to talk about with him. He's obviously yeah. he just is what he is, backup part-time starter who a is absolute legend. an absolute legend, mm-hmm. I'm with a legendary beard, and he's super fun. I would love yeah. him
2: on the football team. Yes, know, like oh,
1: just you know, chuck it.
0: Yeah, he's a if he's your QB three in a super flex league. Be very he is in ours oh. that we just drafted. Be very happy.
1: Yeah. Oh, when yeah. he plays, he's he been is, the honestly, streamer. He's
2: a QB one. Yeah, he plays. yeah,
1: yeah. The only thing I want to talk about with Tua is, to me at least, it seems like his job is safer than it was two weeks ago, or whenever. The, a month ago the trade rumors
2: him. have quieted down about the Watson yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and you, I don't know if you guys got the report today, but some, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but someone said that there's absolutely nothing on the quarterback trade front. In the near future. Oh, I did. But they're that. seeing. It's there's like, a, like the it's, carousel it's, m- locked yeah. up. There's <laughs> yeah. nothing that's going to be coming out about that in anytime soon. So yeah. just sit back and relax on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then looking at the running backs here, you got Miles Gaskin and Selvin Ahmed, and that's about it. And I yeah. don't yeah. care about Selvin.
2: I have a fun stat, so. though, and this is more about the Dolphins' backfield. It's kind of focused on Gaskin, but this is also a. What if someone else were to join the Dolphins? That, dude, that's so, kind of
0: how I operated my yeah, team. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: Miles Gaskin in points per game this year was running back 12. Yeah, that if blew you, my mind when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, if you were to extrapolate his season average to 16 games, he was on a 230-point pace, which would have been RB6 on the year. So I'm not Jeez. necessarily this is like a bye Gaskin, like bye, bye Gaskin. I'm not saying that. But if Aaron Jones goes there in free agency or if they draft a young running back in the top three rounds or something like that, you want that guy. Holy crap. This team can block, they can run, and they're making seventh round draft picks like Miles Gaskin look like a RB1. So mm-hmm. could be mean could mean buy Gaskin if he's the starter next year, like he's probably gonna do great with it. But
1: if anyone else goes there, keep an eye out for that guy. If you're gonna play yeah. your flag, do it now and buy Gaskin. Like if you're gonna True. buy Gaskin, buy him now. Don't wait and buy him after the draft and mm-hmm. they don't draft anyone yeah. or after Free to and yeah. they don't add anyone. Do it now if you're gonna do it.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, I love it. I had this I had stats purple rain, so purple, s- rain, purple, purple rain, baby. Uh, go look up some Miles Gaskin highlights. But no, he I mean, he only Washington played Huskers. ten <laughs> games. He only played ten games. Eight out of those ten games, double digit fantasy points. Yep. Eight out of ten games, you were just happy that you had Miles Gaskin on your team. Twelfth in fantasy points per game, thirteenth in red zone touches. Mm. Number one in yards per catch for oh. running backs. Wow. Tied for number nine and a half. Didn't he have that, like, game-winning, like, up the sideline one? Like, yeah. Anyway, Dude, guy. he was he was <laughs> averaging five to six targets per game. Um, he, out of all the running backs, I think he was top eight in amount of snaps in the slot. Like, he just, even if some, I mean, yeah, I agree with Lennox. Like, any running back that goes there, go get him. Yeah. But go get Gaskin now in case he is the guy. And I think they could use him as a gadget player, too. He's obviously good. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, he did a lot with what he had. So, I I really like Gaskin, but I love the Dolphins running back situation. Mm -hmm. Yep,
1: yep. And then that receiving core, the only guy I have on there that's relevant for me is Devontae Parker, and Mm -hmm. it's a very low level of relevance in my mind. Well,
2: I mean, in my mind, if Tua stays, then he's, like, not relevant. Honestly, he was great with Fitzpatrick. The year before, he was a wide receiver one with Fitzpatrick throwing it down the field, and that's because he's a jump ball receiver. Like, he mosses dudes. So, with Tua... Like, he can't throw it that far downfield or doesn't do it or whatever the case is. So, I don't even, like, Parker wasn't even a top 40 receiver this year. If oh, Tua's so around bad. next year, he won't be again. But yeah. if somehow Deshaun Watson ends up in Miami, I think Parker can honestly be a top 12 receiver mm-hmm. or something like that because Watson is a great downfield thrower, and that's what Parker does. So, like, yeah. I yeah, I don't have too much hope for Devontae Parker because it sounds like Tua's going to be around. So.
0: Yeah, and I just, I have some stats just really quick. Uh, that that last year, 2019, yep. you look at his career, absolute anomaly in almost every... Like, the oh, yards sure. per catch was way higher. Um, we're talking it's about magic. Fitzmagic. Uh, 2020 versus 2019, he, or 2019, 28 deep targets. This last year, 11.
1: Yeah. Way too down.
0: Awful. Six drops per year the last two years, which is awful. He's had 12 drops in the last two seasons, okay. which is garbage. He had 14 red zone targets this last year. He only caught four of them. Mm -hmm. So, I I think you can blame Tua, but I also think Devontae just had a anomaly of a year in 2019, and kind of came back down to earth along with losing Fitzmagic for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not. He's never going to be have the value he held before this year. So, hopefully, you sold
1: him before this year. Yep, I agree with that. Um, And then at the tight end position, you got Mike Gesicki. So, Lennox, I will let you yeah, talk buddy. about your boy, Mike Gesicki. He really showed some
2: upside this year. I'm not going to lie. Finished as the tight end seven on the year. Um, second half of the year, though, weeks nine through 17, he was the tight end four. So, finished the year very strong, which that was two points on those games. I know it was like two again benched here and there, fits coming in. But mm-hmm. his role on the team is the pass catching tight end. Like, he is not around to block, he can't block. But he is a ninety-nine percentile athlete. His testing at the combine was bonkers. He's fast. He's tall. He can jump. So the tools are there, um, and he showed at age twenty-five to be starting to break out, like finishing his tight end seven. So, uh, and also he played volleyball. I'm not sure if you guys knew that, but he what? played <laughs> Yeah, watch his highlight tape as well. But he's—I I don't know—he's sort of like on the. Outer edge of the tight ends you know about, or even below some of the young, higher upside like Hawkinson, Fant, maybe even Goddard. But if you don't have one of those top tight ends, go get Kiseki. Like he's he's young, and we've just seen it takes two to four years for tight ends to break out. That was his third year, and he's starting to break out, so Mm -hmm. he's on the right
1: path. Mm -hmm. Yep, definitely athletic freak. Yeah, get those guys at tight end. Played volleyball. Played volleyball. Just
0: reminds me a little bit of Evan Ingram, like camp block, incredible pass catcher, great metrics in the combine, <laughs> was always pretty much disappointing. For but every single
2: year it. since his rookie year, kaseki has got a, better. No, exactly. Every single year, Evan Ingram's got worse. So yes,
1: yeah. I will point that out. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> Lennox, uh, we're going to move on to the Patriots. How about you just Woo! read your fun fact and then yeah. we move on. We're not. There's no nope. one worth talking about. Yep. Teams, I have a no very one.
2: fun stat about the Patriots. Um, so throughout the entire 2020 fantasy football season – Weeks 1 through 16, Cam Newton through 4, 5 total passing touchdowns, uh, 10 total interceptions. But that's not my fun stat. That is not my fun stat. Uh, I just want to bring that up. That was uh, a very unfun <laughs> stat. So in 2020, Cam Newton totaled 2,657 passing yards, uh, which is the fewest in Patriots team history for any quarterback who started 15 games, by the way. But surprisingly, <laughs> he had less total yardage than a... Teammate of his, uh, that teammate, Patriots punter Jake Bailey had two thousand six hundred seventy-eight punting yards this year. That is right, <laughs> twenty-one more punting yards on his fifty-five punts than Cam had on his three hundred sixty-eight passes. <laughs> Jeez,
0: that is a fun stat. That is disgusting. <laughs> that is a fun stat. How many yards
2: did Cam have? 2,657 this year. and Yikes. Eight, In Week 17, he threw for three touchdowns, so eight total passing touchdowns on the year. But uh, single digits. Um, <laughs> that is disgusting. It was gross. The cam <laughs> experiment did not quite work. In no. Way. And
0: if you watched a game... He looked bad. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah.
2: The rushing... He had the rushing upside. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had like 12 rushing scores. Mm-hmm. But his
0: arm, you could tell... it. He threw the ball differently. Yeah. It just looked bad. It
1: know? did. Yep. And, and then... He had no one to throw. And he's getting he ripped
0: did. on by a 15-year-old. So that's where he's at right now. 10-year-old. <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. What? Yeah, he was 10. That's what they were talking about on PNT. That
0: kid was 10? I, uh, that's what they were saying. <laughs> Wait,
1: that kid wasn't 10. That's fine. Um, yeah, you might, you might be right. I might be thinking of something else. Um, and then Literally, there's no one else to talk about. Like, there's no one that has any value. And no one, I don't no. think anyone
0: listening cares no. about
1: anyone. So. No. Um, just shouldn't. looking at the Jets here, I am a believer that they're going to draft Fields at two or a quarterback at two Ooh, to okay. replace Darnold um, and trade play. Darnold somewhere else. I, I don't know. know. You, you, you sound surprised, Ben. Yeah,
2: I kind of think Darnold will be there. I, just, okay. I do. Uh, it probably depends on his market. I think if the team gets a good enough deal, they would. What do you think the they're going to do about two? Uh, that pick, I think they'd take best tackle in the draft. Like, I honestly think they should take Penny Sewell or whatever his name is hmm. and just go ha- literally set that team up with Mekhi Becton and Penny Sewell as your tackles for the next 10 years. I think your franchise is better off doing that. But <laughs> that's just me. Um,
0: mm-hmm. See, I'm with, I'm with Langer. I think the Jets do draft somebody. Um, a little just no. – they're only using 58% of their cap right now. And Jameson Crowder is their highest-paid player, <laughs> and they will save $10 million if they cut him. Um, like His dead cap is almost nothing. So they have so much money to throw around. Mm-hmm. So I do think they're going to draft, and I think they're going to go after some free agent-wide receivers. I think— They'd be look smart, for, yeah. And the, uh, I was going to say, the reason I think that they're going to draft a QB okay. is Salah's coming in. You have a new head coach. It just seems like most of the time that new head coach wants to pick his QB. No, that's pretty- that's that's the main reason I say that. Mm-hmm. But I still like Sam Darnold. I really do. I don't think he's given been given a fair enough shake yet. Yeah, I would love to see him stay just to see how <laughs> prominent the Adam Gase
2: effect is, and if Darnold looks great, you know, then it was clearly Adam Gase's fault that yeah. he was so bad all those
1: mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Yep, and then. I, there's absolutely no running backs to talk about on this team, uh, dude. That was kind
2: of no, like, what that was that doing? was
1: my sort of fun stat.
2: So Frank Gore at age 37 was 15th in NFL in carries this year. So my question,
0: <laughs> like he legit is he is yeah, he never stops. 15th in carries yeah, at it's age timeless. 37.
2: Yeah. So what I was gonna ask is just, do you think there is any running back nowadays that even at age 30 could be? Relevant. I would even say just a top twenty running back because we don't see anyone past age thirty. That's that not thirty because AP would be the other. No, one. but you say like in the future, so we're looking down the line. Like, do you think Zeke by age thirty will still be a top twenty running back? Like, we barely see anymore. Mark Ingram maybe did it for a bit yeah, there. Derrick Henry. Henry Derrick Henry would probably be a good yeah. answer. Um,
1: I think the pass catching backs like Kamara and McCaffrey will probably be. I could see McCaffrey. They're, yeah, they'll, they'll they, will be, they will not be doing because I doing think now, we have but... like
2: the much better talented running backs that honestly could last like the old days,
0: you know, like the running
2: backs used to play until they're 30. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And And now you're,
0: and now you're lucky. Yeah.
2: Yep. But
1: Frank Gore being 15th in carries, is, yeah, that's like holy hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> I did not know. That. <laughs> More than anything. Yep. And then the only guy in the receiving core that we even need to talk about is Denzel Mims. Uh, you already kind of touched on Crowder, so we're just going to not yep. do yep. that again. Uh, Denzel Mims, I, I think he's a buy-in dynasty. I'm assuming you guys probably feel the same. Yeah. Way. I mean, yes. he's going to have the opportunity. Yeah. I Like, I don't, I don't think I'd – I wouldn't go out of my way to pay something insane. Like, I'd give, it, like, a second for him, like a mid-second, early, mi- early to mid-second. But I wouldn't go higher than that because, I mean, he literally – did almost nothing in his rookie season. I mean, he yeah. played nine games, but he had less than 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that's, no double-digit fantasy games, so. Yeah, and zero yeah. touchdowns. Um, I mean, he's super, super athletic, so. You, you can just take a shot on that, and he was second-round draft capital, so. You're probably buying low, Yeah, to mm-hmm. be honest. But, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We are the Dynasty Alphas. Thanks for listening.
0: We got through it. Yeah, we did. You got through it. Not Had to th- rush at the end there. did not
1: think we were going to do that,
0: boys. Thanks, Alpha Squad. <laughs> Alpha's. Shout out to the moose. Reach out any questions on Twitter. The See diddler. you next week. The diddler. The